spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, brought to you by the International Women's Motorsports Association. And Nancy is our guest tonight. I'm going to let Nancy tell us a little bit about herself, and then we're going to hear about her race story. So welcome to the podcast, Nancy. Thank you so much, Melinda. My name is Nancy Riggleman. I run Factory Socks at Wall Stadium in New Jersey with my husband. Um, so yes, I race against my husband. We're Edge of Divorce Motorsports. Um, I started racing a few years ago in the, they had a woman's class. Um, so it was like a powder puff, but they did it once a month, which was really nice. And I was hooked. So eventually he decided he was building a new car and I kind of looked at his old car and was like, well, what's going on with that? And he's like, oh, it's my backup car. I'm like, I don't think so. I think that's my car now. So that's very we, cool. Um, yeah, we live in Manchester. We own a tow truck company, Riggleman Towing, and I'm also an accountant for a firm in Monmouth and Ocean County, Holman, Frenier, Allison. I'm um, actually their tax administrator. Okay. So your busy time of year is not very far away. No. And it actually is probably the perfect career for someone who's into mm -hmm. racing because from January to April, I work. So April to say September, September, October, I'm open to race. And of course, Wall Stadium is known for the Turkey Derby, which is this weekend. It's our three-day event. Mm -hmm. um, so we will be there on Friday starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, and we won't be home until probably Sunday night. So it's interesting. I listen to um, Sirius Radio, and I listen to the NASCAR station. And I had to laugh because this morning they were talking about, of course, the things over the weekend. And somebody that called in brought up that, because I think the announcers had said, you know, race, racing is over or whatever. And somebody came, called in and said, oh, no, I'm going to the turkey race this weekend. And, and so they were kind of making fun a little bit. But the one guy on the radio said, in the 10 years I've been on here, I've never heard of the turkey race before. And so I, oh, wow. you know, so it was kind of funny. And then I knew you were, we were going to be talking tonight. So I, I thought that was interesting that, that it was on, on the radio this morning. So that was kind of fun. So do you have any children or pets? I have two cats that we rescued, um, Bella and Chloe. I have a son, Thomas, who is 19. He does not race. Um, he, likes racing but not to the extent that me and my husband do okay um my husband's father um he raced 
Um, he, we lost him earlier this year. Um, he raced stock cars. My father raced funny cars. So kind of just keeps going generation to generation. Absolutely. Um, this year, um, to get back a little bit to the Turkey Derby, it's the, actually the 45th running of the Turkey Derby at Wall, uh, Wall Stadium. And drivers such as Martin Truex, uh, Ray Everham, um, Kyle Petty have came, raced there. They've started their careers there. So New Jersey has a huge racing history for people who just think New Jersey is an industrial town. I actually live probably 15 minutes from the beach. So <laughs> I think it sounds like the perfect place to live. You've got racing and the beach. Oh yeah, right at my right at my alley and camping. I love to camp. So okay. So um, can you tell us a little bit uh, something uh, most people don't know about you? Well, I'm pretty much an open book. <laughs> um, something most people. Oh, okay. When I was young, I was asked to audition for the part of Annie in the movie because I was a big singer back in my day. Oh, so. that sounds that sounds pretty That's cool. Little, uh, yeah, my my granddaughter in Arizona is eight, going to be eight, and she's going to be in her first play, which is Annie, and she got the part of Molly, so she's very oh excited. wow, very excited. So yeah, I, I used to run around the house with a red wig, and they couldn't get it off my head, and. <laughs> That sounds so, like Mason. She's the same the, way. She the little Molly. singer to race car driver. Right. Many talents. Yeah. what it takes. So um, tell me a little bit about you. Do you own a business? Do you, what do you do for work as far as other, because we have to support our habit, don't we? Yes. Um, my husband and I own a tow truck company um, and I'm a tax administrator for an accounting firm near uh, locally, um, Holman Frenier Allison. They also sponsor my race car. Um, they're very supportive. Last year, April, 5th, um, April 15th was our first race and I got really nervous and the managing partner came down and was like, so I heard you got something going on this week and I'm like, oh no. He's like, have fun, go for it. I'm like, He's like, just come in the next day and you're going to have to work, work more hours. I'm like, okay, I'll get the job done, whatever it takes. So, Right. Very good. So tell me how you got started in racing. Like, when did you get started? Who got you interested? What kind of car did you race at first? That kind of thing. Just tell me your story. Uh, so um, in 2013, I raced my husband's car in the ladies division which is an 86 Monte Carlo. That car is now mine. Um, I went out and I was the girl who didn't really even like driving down the parkway. Like if I didn't have to drive somewhere, I didn't want to go. Um, so I was like, you know what? You only live once. And I'm very big on let's, I want to try everything twice. So 
I'm like, I'm going to do this. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, eh, if I don't like it, I'll just pull off, whatever. So I go out there. I actually picked the pole, pole, but he made me start in the back. And it, I ended up winning <laughs> from the back. And so the second race, I was like, well, that, that had to be a fluke. Like, there's no way. My father came to see me and two to go, someone passed me. And I was like, uh-uh, my dad's in the grandstands, no way. And I took the lead back and I, I ended up winning, I think, three in a row. And of course, then the grumbling started like, well, maybe she should be in the regular division and not in the girls division. And I was definitely a big fish in a little pond. And now I'm a little fish in a very big pond. Um, so I raced with the guys. There's another girl, Teresa, who runs with us. We have on an average night, 22 cars. Wow. Um, the most... Yeah, the most we had this year is 28. Um, we think there may be about 30 cards that are going to run for Turkey Derby this year. So our field is strong. Our racing is amazing. We run um, one uh, third of a mile um, banked racetrack. And it gets crazy out there. It's scary. It's definitely intimidating pulling out on the track with the guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, my first couple races, I just was like, okay, I'm going to go out there. If I get lapped, I'm pulling off. So first three races, I got lapped. I pulled off. Then I stayed out there a couple more times until I got used to it. And now my goal is always one piece, lead lap. Yeah. As long as I put the car on the trailer at the end of the night, I'm happy. I go out there and I really kind of race myself and the track. Mm -hmm. My goal is always to like, I want to have a better lap time than I did last time. I want to have a better position. So, but just being able to, the guys I compete with are top notch. It's, I don't think there's anything, there is no more entry level divisions in short track racing. It's really what you can afford to race. Okay. So a lot of the guy, a lot of the guys we race with now, uh, used to run modifieds and the cost just got too much. And a lot of people just scaled back their teams. So my husband's one of them. He's a national champion for the all-star race track, uh, truck series. And we just modified tires. You're looking at $800 a weekend. Mm -hmm. that, that's a mortgage, <laughs> New Jersey. So absolutely. So and I race with some really great guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's the same everywhere. I mean, you know, the, the cost of raising keeps going up. Nothing's going down. That's for sure. And I, I think, you know, you hear a lot of talk right. about how racing is dying. I don't really think it's that so much. I think the cost of racing probably has as much of an impact as, you know, for cars coming to the track. But, um, you know, I don't think there was a seat, an empty seat last weekend or yes, actually yesterday for the NASCAR race. I think it's all about what kind of race are you putting on and are you a good marketer? Are you letting people know what you're doing? That kind of thing is, and stop the negativity on Facebook. That's a big part of it right? Do you have that problem where you live? Yes. Our, we, our track actually has a rule. Um, if you bash a 
fellow competitor or an official on the internet, they will um, suspend you or fine you. It's, um, they have a social media rule to avoid that. You can't really help what the fans in the grandstands are saying. No. Because you can't really fine them or punish them for their opinions. But um, yeah, that was one way our track um, put the kibosh on that. So you get caught slamming the track, someone's gonna screenshot it, send it to one of the officials and you're gonna pay $250, so. You know, that's a, that's a really good thing to do. Like you said, you can't do anything about the fans, but honestly, I think if the, the people that race keep it positive and clean, then the fans really don't have anything much to say about it. You know, they should be quiet, so. It's, it starts a good right. example and it <laughs> hopefully continues and keeps those fans at bay a little bit, but um, yeah. So what's your car number and how did you choose it? I am the 89. Um, I really didn't get to choose my own number, but it's a funny story. Um, my husband is the 09. He put a piece of duct tape um, in between the zero to make the eight. So for the first couple practices, before he decided to put my number on permanently to make sure I liked it and I can handle hanging, hanging with the guys on the racetrack. So that is how I became the 89. So this okay. way he could have just taken it off and it was his car again. <laughs> I see. So it wasn't, um, a, it, it wasn't anything permanent at first. He was going to see how you were going to do. Okay. Yep. So then while well, we have, we regist registered the car as the 89. So now I'm kind of stuck, but I'm a huge Disney fan. Uh -huh. um, and I didn't realize that Minnie Mouse has a race car and she also runs the 89. So perfect. I'm fine with it now. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. My daughter is a, one of my daughters, huge. Uh, my husband actually, yeah, we just got back on Saturday. So yeah, lots of fun. We, we took a, yeah, he went over to New Smyrna, meet some friends and watch the races up there. And I headed over to Magic Kingdom and hung out with my girlfriends. So lots of um, fun. I actually, this season was my, First season, I strapped into a dirt um, enduro car at Grandview in Pennsylvania. Uh, it didn't go as well as we wanted it to go. Um, seven laps and I pulled off. I kind of psyched myself out. Um, I really wasn't comfortable in the car. My head was actually hitting the roll bar. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pull off. Let's fix this. It's not work at hurt. Um, New Jersey is very strict with safety, um, which I'm thankful for. Um, next year, I believe we have to run um, full containment seats. I already run a full containment seat in both my race cars. So yeah, so my husband decided he to buy me a dirt enduro car so I can do that with him too. <laughs> um, I had four other races scheduled it with my dirt car, but it, they all got rained out this year. The rain really uh, affected our race schedule this year. 
It did everywhere. I mean, I think my local track here lost seven or eight races, which is not half, but it's a good chunk of racing. And oh yeah, it it really wow. I don't know how they make it when half the or you know that many races get canceled, but it's it, the rain definitely affected all of us this year. So, um, how about your girlfriends yeah. or any or your friends? What do they think about you racing? Can you know I have a uh, plethora of different types of friends. I have friends who are super conservative. I have, you know, my my friends that like going shopping. My friends that like going out to the clubs. My, yeah, I I just um, they kind of laugh. They they're like, I've always been the girl in the garage with the guys you know, talking about cars. I'm, I'm always the girl who, if there's a group of guys around with other girls and they start talking about cars, I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> like, they, so um, I don't think it surprises them that I do it. Um, some of my friends get a little nervous because, you know, it's scary to, you know, watch somebody go out there and wreck and get hit and, mm -hmm. Thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't had any major issues. Um, my one friend wasn't thrilled about it. My husband actually flipped eight times last year at Hudson Speedway. Wow. And when she saw that video, she's like, you're done. That's it. <laughs> so, but again, thankfully, uh, New Jersey is very strict with safety and he had, um, you know, his Hans device on, a brand new helmet. He had gloves on. And I mean, we've been to tracks where people don't even wear that type of yeah. safety equipment. So. Right. Yeah. So when you're at the starting line or right before the race gets going and you're driving around the track, what's, what are you thinking about? Um, I just, um, before the race, I, I think, I can't believe I'm doing this every single time I go out there. Um, I know how lucky I am to be out there. Um, I know probably 70% of the guys that are in the pits wouldn't even strap into a race car. So my husband reminds me of that often. Um, sometimes I get out of the car, I feel a little dejected. And he's like, it's your second year in a regular division. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> you know? Um, my father-in-law, when I started racing with the guys told me, you'll always have somebody to race with. Even if you're not racing for the win, you're, there's always a group of cars in your race of those are the guys you're racing against. So I, I race with some gr great guys. They, I mean, under yellows, they pull up next to each each other and we're laughing and we have a good time and you know and then there's the nights that you like get out of your car and you're just like just get away from me you know the but do they treat um, you do they treat you differently because you're a girl or not really um i don't think i've ever had that experience um because i'm not really a front runner I'm more of a mid-pack to backpack. Um, I always try to respect the guys that are faster than me. If anything, a few of them who have known me for, say, uh, 
I've been at the racetrack with my husband for 17 years. They're, they're like, you're faster than you think you are and you need to stop rolling over so easily. Like you give us a little bit too much respect. Like now it's time to get in there and have at it with us a little bit. And the one guy after a race had texted me and he was like, he's like, I came out of the pits and all of a sudden I'm behind you. And I was shocked. She's racing me. Wow. When did that happen? <laughs> That's a good so thing. That, that was exciting for me too, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think the most grief I get is um, I'm about three tenths off from the fastest guys. And uh, the way our handicap works is um, if I qualify in a heat in a qualifying position, I get the pole. And I don't feel confident to be in that position. I find that if you're that much slower, you're just going to get run over. So I tend to go to the back. And of course, the rumor is, oh, she goes to the back to give her husband a better spot. Oh. My husband has 85 wins. I don't think he needs the one position I'm going to give him. Probably not. No. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I kind of get a little grief on that. Um, trying to judge when I'm get when I do get lapped. Um, some guy did say, you kind of give Scott, you lift a little more when Scott comes around you, but when we come around you, you're, you still like throw, you, you, you still throw it in. Like, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I did do that. And I apologize. So now I've just, put blinders on, race my own race. And the only time I look for him on the racetrack is if there's a red flag and that's it. Okay. So. so what is your hometown track? And if you race at other tracks, what's been your favorite? Um, Wall Stadium is our home track. Um, it's in, it's in Belmar, New Jersey, but Wall, it's like on the border. Um, I've raced Grandview. I raised Evergreen when it was Mountain Speedway. Um, I like Wall. I love the banking. Um, I'm definitely going back out to Evergreen next year. Um, next year's schedule is going to include Big Diamonds for me and PA and Bridgeport in New Jersey, which are both dirt tracks. So we'll see how I like them. <laughs> okay, sounds good. What do you look forward to the most on race day? And do you have a race day routine? Do you have a certain shirt you wear? Do you eat the same thing? What's, what's your day look like? Um, you know, I used to laugh at, well, not laugh. I used to get mad that my husband wouldn't eat before a race. And I didn't understand. I'm like, you need to eat something. It's a long day. Um, he's like, I can't eat. I can't eat. And now I kind of understand where he's coming from. I wake up in the morning. I eat breakfast. Um, they laugh at me. They call me Jeff Gordon because like, I kind of, the guys come to the shop and load up all my stuff. And then I walk out, I'm like, okay, let's roll, you know? And they're like, Hey, where were you? You know, I was feeding the cats. I was packing the, the fire suit bags, packing the coolers. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm doing stuff you guys don't see I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, we get to the track, um, normally at like two, um, one of my friends, uh, Steve, he drives uh, my husband's tow truck with my car on, on it. My husband tows with the open trailer. 
So we try to keep costs down using what we have. Um, yeah, so I don't really have like a routine, so to say, because it's like you wake up and it's, you got to get things going and you got to get to the track. And um, my husband laughs because if they let me go out in every single practice, I would, I would just stay out on the track all day. <laughs> hey, that's I, how you I'm get like, oh, more practice. Yeah, that's how you get better. It's called seat time. Yeah, yeah. But he's looking at it as, okay, you're burning up your tires. You need them for the race. Right. Um, our, our track actually has a tire bank rule. Um, we are only, in the beginning of the season, we're allowed to buy six tires. Um, at every race we run, we're allowed to, every race we race, we're, we're allowed to buy one tire to uh, keep costs down so that's interesting which i, I think it's a great yeah, yeah i haven't heard and of I that can actually so. yep yep so we have it, it's um our modified and sportsman class also have that rule but they're allowed to buy two tires where we're only allowed to buy one okay so this way a guy this way uh someone can't outspend you in tires to mm -hmm. keep the cost down that's a really, yeah, that's a really good idea. So what is it about racing that you enjoy the most? I like being able to, as a woman, um, at 42 years old, um, I like being able to somewhat empower people at 42 and say, oh, wow, look at her, you know? she just started racing at 40 years old. Like I want people to know it doesn't matter how old you are. You can try anything, um, do anything. I raised my son already. Um, so kind of now it's my turn. Um, I might not be out there winning races like I was in the ladies division, but I'm, I'm proud of myself to be out there. I'm, I'm glad I don't quit and I go out there and I respect people. And I also like being at the, at the track when a father and daughter come up to me and that little girl is having that night with her father watching races and now she has someone to cheer on. Mm -hmm. So, and I always tell the kids, nothing good comes easy. It's not easy out there, but if you're doing it and you love it, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you win. It doesn't matter if you, you know, maybe make a mistake and you just kind of get back out there and have fun and laugh and enjoy it. So I have the group of guys who are very, um, very competitive that, you know, they're like, you know, they're there to win. And then you have, you know, another group of guys who are like, let's go out and have fun and run laps. And, and, and those are my kind of guys. Like I, I want to go out and kind of like ride dirt bikes with the boys or right. <laughs> I, I just, you know, and, and lift each other up. And I, I tell you, I've met a lot of guys out there who are very um, supportive of the fact that I'm out there. So I do. I, I truly hope that there's women in the grandstands and there's a daughter who may have been reluctant of coming to the races with their father. And now they want to come back because they see other girls. We actually have five girls at our race, at our track that race. 
So just seeing the growth in the sport that women are coming in and, you know, and being competitive mm -hmm. and it, it amazes me and it makes, it makes me happy because it is, it, it's becoming so diverse. So. It really is. So when I, I started this association almost exactly a year ago, and I knew that there were a great number of women that were involved in racing, but the numbers that I have found are way higher than I ever would have thought of women, not just, and you know, uh, first of all, women drivers, way more than I even imagined, but you have women who are the crew chiefs, the mechanics, the, all the other things that they do to support the team. And, you know, that's kind of what we do at our, in our association. We're about connecting and celebrating women. It's not just the driver. It could be the 50-50 ticket lady. It takes everybody to make it a success. And I love that the yeah. women, women are the fastest growing demographic in racing. So look out, guys, because it, there's just going to be more and more and more. And, you know, the fact that you, you have little girls that come up to you, that's really what it's all about, I think. For, at least for me as a non-driver, I hear drivers say it's about the people and it's about the fans. So that's... Oh, yes. Yeah. So do you think it's a good sport for girls to get involved in? And, and you know, like now that you're a role model, kind of, for those girls, what do you think about that? Would you encourage them? I actually have two nieces, um, Alexis and Bailey, they're twins. Um, they run on Sundays at Wall Stadium. They have a cart um, series there and uh, they love it. Um, my niece, Abigail, actually told me yesterday she wants to run now on Sundays. So now my dad's looking into that for her. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of girl racers on Sundays. Um, the quarter midget track we mm -hmm. have at Wall Stadium, a um, lot, lot of young ladies, a lot of girls. Um, it's definitely growing. And yeah. these girls, they're, they take it serious. They're, oh, yeah. they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they are. My, my one granddaughter races and she now, is now 15. She started at quarter midget. She did that for five years and then she started racing at a, a local asphalt track when she was 13, not quite 14. And yeah, it's what she, she loves it. Other, you know, she does other sports in the non-racing time, but she loves it. And, and that's where she started was at quarter midgets. So do you have a yeah. proudest or most memorable moment in your racing? Um, I would have to say winning um, the ladies championship in 2013 was definitely one of my proudest moments, but my favorite moment was my second race when my dad was there because he was he was not really on board with me racing. My father actually sold his race car when I was born because I was sick when I was born and in the hospital. So he had to stop racing to take care of his family. And when we told him I was racing, he actually walked out of my house and just shut the door and left. And we were all kind of like, huh? 
like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> so um, him being there um, and me winning and my husband and my son was there and my brother, my brother has eight kids. So I don't even know how many of them were there at the time. So <laughs> that, that was a great moment to share. Yeah. Victory Lane with your family is, that's the best. The best. So. It's the best. So do you use social media at all to like um, talk about your racing and tell people where you're going to be racing, that kind of thing? How do you use social media? Uh, we actually have a Facebook page, Edge of Divorce Motorsports. Um, so we update people on our finishes. Um, I tried to do a sponsor spotlight maybe during the season. I'll do a Sunday sponsor spotlight and I'll highlight one of our sponsors a week. Um, we have an Instagram that's also Edge of Divorce Motorsports. So we, you know, we use that. We use our personal um, Facebook pages. We kind of share off of that. Um, our sponsors also, they're great. They always seem to um, share our posts and they're very excited. Uh, I just actually am one of... 12 women who were picked for the car chicks mm -hmm. calendar yeah so <laughs> that comes out this week i'm really excited about that so i was voted one one of 12 women of motorsports so Very and I, cool. think this, I think in january i if if the timing works out, I am going to judge the Miss Motorsports contest, mm -hmm. which is um, for the Area Auto Racing News. Um, they have a motorsports show um, in Pennsylvania in January. Okay. So last year, my husband was a judge, and I think this year I may step into the role. Okay. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So what are your goals for your racing? Are you happy in the, where you're racing now? What are your, like, next year, what's your goal? What's your five-year goal? My five-year goal, um, well, like any other track in the United States, uh, small track racing is um, obviously hurting at times, but it seems like Wall Stadium is on a comeback that uh, we have packed the track night and there isn't a place to stay place to even sit when you're there um but i said earlier we had i really think we're gonna have about 30 cars come on mm -hmm. 30 if not more on friday to uh, qualify for turkey derby so my goal is to just get faster stay in the lead lap keep my car in one piece um i love the factory stock division for me, the only downside is I actually miss watching my husband race. Mm -hmm. um, you think, oh, you get to watch him race because you're racing with him. I'm like, he's like 10 to 15 cars in front of me, and I am paying attention what's going on right. in my vicinity. <laughs> yeah, I see him drive past, and he does. Yeah, and when he laps me, he does wave. So <laughs> I, I, I would like him to stop waving. <laughs> Yeah, that's not really very nice, is it? <laughs> no. I caught it on, like, I was watching my GoPro, and I'm, like, looking at it. I'm, like, rewind. I was, like, did you wave at me? <laughs> he was, like, yep, every time. I'm, like, oh, thanks, really. I can't um, wait for you to wave at him. Well, 
Oh, he, uh, the last race he actually, um, on the restart, he, I was right behind him and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm right behind him. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm starting right behind him. And it was like two to go. I'm like, I'm going to have a great finish. I'm just going to follow him through. I was ready to go. And all of a sudden we come out of turn four and he just parks it on the corner. And I, I dove down and uh, we were three wide. His something broke in his car oh. and everyone's like you passed him I'm like that doesn't count no not really <laughs> but you know if you don't tell the details then it kind of counts yeah so. yeah yeah everybody always tries to get that money shot too of me and him like oh, battling yeah. on the track I'm so. sure yeah that would be a great but, photo I mean, yeah I I just um I'm happy doing what, what I'm doing I know next year we're gonna um it looks like we're going to do some indoor racing at Evergreen. Um, it looks like they're adjusting the rule package to match the rules that we run at uh, Grandview and Big Diamonds um, with our dirt cars. But our dirt cars are actually very close to our factory style cars. They're the same cars. You just have to make a couple adjustments and you can switch them over. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm excited to just, keep trying new things and go to different tracks and just have fun have fun when it stops being fun you need to stop racing i had a, a close friend of ours that was involved in racing that passed away in june and he was he drove one of our race cars for us for a while and one of the things he said to me one one weekend when there was like a big race and he said mama when it quits being fun, then we shouldn't be doing this anymore. And that's so true because it's too expensive if you're not enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have a night or two that you leave and you're dejected. And, you know, um, we, we had an issue one night and he sat me down in the truck and he's like, if you're not having fun, we're done. And I'm like, I'm like, can I just sleep on it? <laughs> so yeah. um, I saw something on Facebook the other day and it said like, um, Friday, you're all excited about racing. Saturday, you're like, why am I doing this? And then Sunday, you're fixing the car to do it all over again. So, Absolutely. And, and as much as everyone's competitive and there's arguments at the track and you know, you're agitated with something someone did. You know what? We are out there to have fun. And mm -hmm. sometimes we just have to remind each other of that and kind of take a step back and remember when uh, Hedrick is not calling any of us tomorrow to drive in uh, the 48. That's right. So let's just go out there. <laughs> Very yeah, true. Let's just go out there, have fun, be safe. And, you know, I, I don't think when stuff happens on the track, I, I would say 90% of the time it's it. No one does it on purpose. It's yeah. a mistake. You know, people make mistakes. It's an accident. It's an accident for a reason. Are there guys out there who may take it a little too far to other drivers sometimes? Absolutely. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I did see one guy the one time roughing my husband up <laughs> with his bumper. And I was just like, <laughs> so I had to kind of take a step back and like, you know what? That that's his race. This is my race. Yeah. That's his business. You know, because I I always that was something in the back of my head. I'm like, well, 
how would I handle if someone wrecked him and I'm still on the track? Yeah. And, and I talked to him about it. I'm like, we really, like, when we go out there, we have to keep it separate. Like, mm -hmm. you're not my husband on that racetrack. Like, right. I have to race my own race, and you have to race yours. And if you have something to say to someone after the fact, like. It's between I, them. Yep, yeah. yep. And I'm down to fight my own battles, so. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully the there are too loves, because yeah. the idea is, you know, it's an entertainment sport for the fans. So when you think right. about the fact that, Yes, you're out there to do some things for your team, but it's also you're putting on a show for the people in the stands. And so the better show you put on for them, the more that are going to come. And, and it all, it all ties right. together one way or the other. Right. And, and, and I also keep in mind, like people's adrenaline, you know, that it gets them pumped up and people, you know, sometimes after a race, you say things you don't mean and, you know, the next day you're like, oh, I love you, <laughs> you know, so. I saw, a, I read something in a magazine or saw it somewhere where they said they have the 24-hour rule at that track, and if, if there's any kind of controversy, you cannot speak about it to anyone for 24 hours, you know, oh, and that's like kind that. of an unwritten rule they have, and it's alleviated a lot of bad things happening at the track or on social media, because we all know the perspective 24 hours later is a lot different. Uh, when my husband ran um, the all-star race trucks, prior to that was the American race trucks, they actually had a rule, it was a five minute rule. You had to stay in your car for five minutes after the race. So you pulled into your pit spot and you stayed, they put you on the clock. You were not allowed out of that car. Unless you're a victory lane, you were not allowed out. And, and I like that rule. It really, I, I think it gave the drivers a little bit of an opportunity to calm themselves down, mm -hmm. get their thoughts together. And then, yeah. and if you got out of your car, you got disqualified. That is as simple as that. You know? Right. Good rules. So yeah, really this good is, rules. yeah, this has been really interesting talking to you today. So is there anything that you want to share about yourself, your racing that I haven't asked you about? Um, no, um, I mean, it started just by meeting him. We were neighbors when we met. Um, he had his race car outside, and my son was like two at the time and kept calling him Dale Jr. <laughs> and we started talking, and he's like, Why is he calling me Dale Jr.? I'm like, Yeah, don't call my house on a Sunday during the race because I will not answer the phone. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you really like racing? I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really into it. I said, I'll definitely bring him to the track one night. And a couple months later, he dropped off a bag of racing shirts and pictures of his truck for my son. And I called him to thank him. And we've been together ever since. There you go. So. Racing truly did bring your family together. Yes. Yes. Um, and when he, he raced for Sony Music then, and I did a lot of his PR stuff. Um, I actually got to score a few ARCA races for Greg Sachs, so, um, and Derek Cope. Um, I have a lot of friends who work down south, and they always tend to come up here and help us out for Turkey Derby, and nice. I have lots of friends coming up from, like, 
the north coming down from the New England area this, I mean, this weekend, this weekend's where it's at. Um, yeah. If anybody could come, I think Speed 51 will probably have um, okay. a live feed of what's going on at Turkey Derby, but um, I, the modifieds are just amazing there. We're going to have guys like uh, Matt Hirschman is going to be there. Um, gosh, Doug Colby will probably be racing. I don't, I haven't I even bet, had time to look up the entry list, but I, was it, say, it's, I bet if you got online and looked it up, I bet you could see who's going to be there. So very. Oh cool. yeah, it definitely a lot of heavy hitters. They just had the North South Shootout last. Um, not last weekend, the weekend before, um, the Myers brothers were there. Um, Jimmy Blewett was there. Um, I know my brother-in-law, um, Tim, he's a spotter for the, uh, modified tour. So, uh, he spots for Eric Goodale. I'm not sure if Eric's racing, but I hope he is because yeah. I enjoy watching him run. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah so the modified... For I'm going to pray for good weather. Modified. Oh, yes, please. We definitely need a uh, nice weather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that all good weather will make it great no matter what. So, well, Nancy, thank yeah. you so much. I know we, we tried to get together a couple of times and things kept happening, but I'm glad we connected tonight. And I really enjoyed talking to you. Will you be at the PRI show by any chance? Um, unfortunately I will not be, um, I'm supposed to announce this tomorrow, but, uh, when is your show? Uh, it's going to air tomorrow night at seven. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually am going to be racing at Greg Biffle's house, um, for the triple B 100. Oh. My husband and I are running down, um, we're going to drive uh, there the Friday of the PRI show. Um, he runs a race on Saturday at his house. So Okay. Well, that's exciting. You'll have to make sure we all know how you do on that race. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. Um, so we're, we're making, well, obviously, I just made the official announcement here on your show, but we'll also be announcing it to, um, tomorrow on the RPM podcast with the guys um, locally. Okay. So awesome. Really excited about that. He, he's got a small dirt track and it's just junk cars and no, you know, it's not a lot of bells and whistles and it's just going out there to have some fun. So I'm really excited that Greg and his girlfriend invited us to um, come run. It's a hundred lap race. Um, you ha have to switch drivers. So I have to run 20 laps where my husband can run 80. Um, they have a halfway break point. So we can switch drivers then or switch drivers in the middle, like whatever you want to do. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I'm really excited. It sounds like a lot of fun. And so make sure that you post a lot about that. I'd like to see how that goes. That's going to be great. So, well, good for you. I'm glad. I will. I will. I am glad you've got still things to look forward to. Race season is not over depending where you live. So, um, get out <laughs> hopefully the weather turns out great for you both weekends. And, uh, thank you so much for being with us. Hopefully I'll get to see you in person. Thank you.
one of these days. Uh, one of, my goal is to always meet all of my podcast people in person at some point or watch them race. So um, I've added you now to that list. So uh, thank, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so, much for so and one. everyone can just keep your fingers crossed that I qualify for this weekend because it's going to be a tough one. So okay, we got some heavy gonna... hitters coming from other tracks. So all right, I'll be watching your Facebook page so I know how you're doing. All right, thank you, Melinda. It was right. nice speaking with you. Nice to speak with you. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com. <laughs>